to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Good morning, KC City Church. My name is Gary Morgan, and I am so honored to be with you this morning. I'm really looking forward to unpacking the Word of God. So let's get into it. Friends, I want to share with you a story about something that happened uh, just recently. Sarah and I were on a teacher-parent call with Tobias's teacher. And when we engaged in the call, I was waiting out of my experience, uh, all the negatives, all the places where Tobias needed to improve, you know, where Tobias was maybe being naughty in class because uh, he's a Morgan, so I was expecting that. And as I began to listen to the teacher, I'm thinking, am I on a parent-teacher call or is this a um, a call that is a motivational call? Because all she talked about wasn't Tobias's intellect. She talked about his identity. She talked about who he is more than what he can do. And the first five, 10 minutes, I'm just sitting there and I'll be honest with you guys, I'm waiting for you know the sandwich we'll start with the positive stuff then we'll we'll sort of hit you with the negative and and the improvement stuff and then we'll end with you know but he's a great boy but friends i want to encourage you that i sat there absolutely uh dumbstruck because i was like wait what is she saying why is she talking about his identity and not his intellect because he's a part of school. It's not like he's part of some, you know, um, leadership program. And so I began to realize in that moment that Tobias's teacher wasn't about intellect, she was about identity. And it's something that is so key in this, this day and age. I truly believe, and this is something that so spoke to me in that conversation, is if we talk about who people are before we talk about what they can do, that is a foundation that can God can build incredibly upon. And I interrupted the teacher and I said, you know, with all due respect, you know, can we talk about his his learning? Can we talk about, you know, where he needs to improve, where he needs to, um, you know, find some refinement in his in his learning and this is what she said to me she said with all due respect she said I'm not about perfection I'm about progress and that just hit my heart because I realized in that moment that Tobias wasn't in school because of perfection he was there because of progress and straight away as she said that the Lord led me to when Jesus came to the disciples and this is what he said to them he he said follow me and I will make you fishers of men make you he didn't say I will teach you I will you know uh, cause you to do he said I'll make you and so it was all about identity and Jesus didn't come and say hey I'm I'm gonna you know do a 30-minute conference and then you'll be perfected no he said follow me and so we realize learning is a journey learning is a progress learning is a process it's got nothing to do with us being perfected it's not anything to do with us getting things perfect 
You see, the perfection comes when we're in Christ. That's where we're being perfected. Uh, the Bible talks about us. We're being perfected in Christ. It's not about us being perfect. It's about us being perfected. And so I want to encourage you right now in this season. This is what the teacher said. She said, Gary, I'm not looking for perfection, only progress. You see, we miss the gift of progress because we live by the measuring stick of perfection. Let me say that again. We miss the gift of progress because we live by the measuring stick of perfection. And this is what I began to learn when Jesus called his disciples. He spent three and a half years with his disciples. He called them. He said, follow me. And I began to realize them three and a half years were all about discipleship. It was all about who they were becoming, not what they could do. And so one of the things I want to encourage you in this season is learning is such a key part of the season we're in. Friend, what does God want us to learn in this season that we couldn't learn in any other? What if this season is all about learning rest? What if this season is all about learning um, the heart of God? What if this season is all about learning what it is to, to get intimate? What if this season is all about learning our authority, not because we're standing in opposition, but because we're seated in Christ? What if this season was as more of a season of learning than it is a season of leading? I want to offer this thought. What if this time was for us to learn so that in the next season we can lead? You know, I've sort of come to this place of recognizing this is that there's so much for me to learn. There's so much for me to, God wants to disciple me in because it's a journey. It's a process. It's a progress that I'm on. And so one of the things I love about progress is it's a journey. And this is what I've learned is discipleship isn't about an arrival, it's about a journey. And I feel like in this season, there's so much God wants to teach us. I truly believe that this isn't an isolation time, this is an incubation time. There's something that God wants to grow in us as believers. And if we can be a people who can incline our ears, who can open our hearts in this season and begin to recognize that God is, is teaching us, he's giving us something thing that can hold fast to what he's learning I tell you it is so powerful in this season you know one of the things that has began to be evident in this season is that everything's getting tested you know patience is getting tested introverts are being tested because you know they they're realizing they need people extroverts are being tested because they realize actually they need people too and so all these different tests are going on and friend you might have a, a theology you might have a belief system that it's actually God who is testing us can I offer this thought today from James chapter 1 it says this finally my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith is producing something. What is patience? Patience is the fruit of the Spirit, which we're going to look at in a moment. 
but there's a testing that produces. And so one of the things we've got to realize when the tests of life come, it proves, it doesn't just produce, but it also proves that we've learned the lesson. And so you only get a test after a lesson. And so one of the things that I love is discipleship is all about learning the lesson. And when the tests come, it proves we learned the lesson. And so what if we haven't learned the lesson? Well, the test is gonna prove that. And this is what I love about the graciousness of God is that I get to go back and learn the lesson. And this is the beautiful keeping power of God. And so the testing of my faith produces, it doesn't just produce, it proves. And when it proves, it proves patience, it produces patience. And we realize that the lessons we learn in this season is all about a journey. Just like Tobias's teacher said, Gary, I'm not looking for perfection, I'm looking for progress. So right now, friend, I want you to lift off the pressure. I want you to lift off the, the pressure of feeling like you've got to be perfect in this season. Friend, there's times when I'm hitting my head against the wall. There's times when I've gone out to get something at the shops and I realize actually I forgot something. And so we can live under the pressure, but this is one of the things I've realized. When we allow our, our pressure to replace our purpose, we lose our passion. Let me say it again. When we allow the pressure to replace our, our purpose, we lose our passion. And so friend, you might be in a place right now where you've lost your passion because you might uh, be living under the pressure of, of what's happening right now. But I wanna tell you, God is producing something. God is teaching us something. So when the tests of life come, and they will, it's producing and it's proving. Now let me talk about progress. Let me talk about journeying. Jesus with his disciples for three and a half years. It wasn't a simple 30 minute conference when all of a sudden everything's right, but it was a journey that the disciples went on with Jesus because he was teaching them. He was giving them lessons, not just of life, but of the kingdom. And I truly believe God wants us to begin to understand so that we can stand under in this season what these lessons of the kingdom and what these lessons of life are all about. But friend, we have to realize that God is developing, God is producing in our life through these tests, through these trials. Remember, God doesn't bring the test, but he'll use the test. God doesn't bring, um, you know, calamity, but he'll use them. And this is what I love about Romans 8, 28, that God works everything together for good. So what is he wanting to work in you and around you in this season? Friend, I truly believe this is a season of fruit more than it's a season of gifts. Why do I say that? Because I remember when I was over in Perth, just when the lockdown got announced. And all of a sudden I had to get on a plane and I was flying home. It was, it was uh, six hours before the lockdown was gonna happen. And as I came to land into Melbourne airport, I remember just sitting there and I'm saying, God, what's next? Because in that moment, the platform was taken away. And I heard the Lord say this to me, Gary, if your purpose is a platform, then the platform has no purpose. 
Let me say it again. If your purpose is the platform, then the platform has no purpose because my purpose should never be the platform. And I realized in that moment that everything God was wanting to do, everything God was doing in that moment wasn't about a platform. It was about something else that was so precious in my life. And that was my family. And I realized that in that moment that God was wanting to produce something in my life that it wasn't my gifting God wasn't wanting to produce my you know my prophetic ministry God wasn't wanting to produce you know more um, gifts of healing and, and evangelism and stuff like that but what I realized he was producing in that moment because a test came was a fruit and I realized in that moment when I walked in through the door of my house that my prophetic gifting wasn't going to change my family but the fruits of the spirit were that the prophetic wasn't going to reach my daughter, but my patience was. That my faith wasn't going to affect my son, but my kindness was. And friend, I want to encourage you in this season. I truly believe that God is producing fruits more than he's developing gifts. Why? Because fruits remain. We're known by our fruit. We're not known by our gift. And you know, one of the things I love about the fruit of the Spirit, and, and let's make this meet, meeting legal right now, and let's turn to some scripture. But in Galatians chapter 5, and this is what I love, in Galatians chapter 5, if you got your Bibles, I'd love you to turn there with me. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and we find this in the Passion Translation, this is what it says, but the fruit produced... There's that word again. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. So we realize that the core, the, the center, the, the genesis of what God is doing in us and producing in us is love. And that love is expressed. And so what's it, what is it expressed in? Well, it's expressed in joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Friend, I want to encourage you right now that it, the, the fruit that God is producing in your life has expression. And you know, friend, I've, I've grown up, you know, in, in the charismatic sort of circus, if we could say, the charismatic zoo. And you know, I've sort of had this belief system which is changing and is changed. Remember, revelation is always unfolding. And so I've recognized this, I believed that the fruit of the Spirit was there for me to exist in this world. The fruit of the Spirit was there so that I was a better version of a Christian than I could be. That the fruit of the Spirit was there is so I could deal with other Christians. Fruit of the Spirit was there so I could bless the person who cut me off instead of showing them some sign language. And so for me, I began to realize that the fruit of the Spirit isn't there for me, for others. The fruit of the Spirit is there for me, for me. You see, we think that we have to have patience for other people. Friend, how about 
we have patience for ourselves. We think that we have to have kindness, and yes, we do. But what does it look like for us to actually have kindness for ourselves? You see, you can't give what you haven't got. And so what God is producing in us, what what the Holy Spirit is producing us in this fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that begins in this place of love that is expressed through joy that overflows. You know, and all all these ones that we find in the Passion Translation, which I love. I want to ask this question. Are we living a Christian life that believes in perfection, which is the produce aisle at our local supermarket, or are we willing to partner with it in process and allow God to produce and to grow? You see, we have to understand the journey. We have to understand that there is a journey that begins to happen when it comes to fruit. You see, fruit doesn't begin as fruit. Fruit begins as seed. And one thing I've learned in my life, that when you begin a journey in God, when you begin God producing something in your life, it actually begins in the unseen. Why? Because you put the seed in the ground. You put the seed into the unseen. And you have to trust. You see, this is one of the things I've learned in my life. And friend, I want to invite you into this journey is when you give the seed, when you sow the seeds. So, you know, we sow the seeds in our lives. God, I want to see patience. Well, let's sow the seed. And it might be the littlest thing. It might be the littlest patience you feel you've got. It might be the at the end of the littlest part of that patience you have. And all of a sudden you sow that. Friend, I want to encourage you, water it with the water of trust. That you are trusting that what you've just sowed, the, the, the smallest thing you have, you've just sown, you've just given it over to the unseen. And as you've given it over to the unseen, you've got to believe that God is producing. God is growing something. And you might find days, weeks, months, I'm not seeing anything. God, what is this patience? I thought I had patience. Friend, you do. It's just in the unseen. And this is what I love about God. He's a God. God of this unseen and he's the God of the seen. And so we have to understand this very thing. He's producing something in us. And so, you know, some of us love agriculture. Some of us love horticulture. Some of us love landscape and being in the garden. I'm learning that as well. God's producing that in my life. But what does it look like, you know, to, to just plant something and then you're going out there every day seeing if something's happened? Well, the Bible talks about that in the gospel. Jesus says this, a a sower doesn't plant a seed and goes out every day making sure that it's going to grow, but trusts the process, trusts and know that in due season he's going to reap a harvest. Friend, we today have the great luxury of technology that we can plant something, we can put a camera on it, and all of a sudden see the timeline of growth through the technology of time lapse. All of a sudden, what you know could take months can happen in 30 seconds. And you know, one of the things that we are so aware of is the timeline of things. You see, one of the things that I love about God is God is never early and he's never late. He's always on time. It just frustrates me. It's just not my time. And so one of the things that I've learned about God is this, is that I have to trust God's timeline. And this is the word that that I believe the Lord gave me when I began to think about progress, when I began to think about process. How do I connect with? How do I 
stay at it, God? How do I stay true to the process? And this is what he said to me. He said, Gary, I want you to have a trust line in your life, not a timeline, a trust line. And so all the prophetic promises, all the the different um, you know words that I've received, all the scripture that that is promises to me, they are trust lines in my life that I trust that I'm I'm not just seeing a timeline, I'm seeing a trust line. And friend, we have to realize that even an oak tree began as an acorn. I know this. God is a God of process. God is a God of progress. And so it's all about the journey. And you see, one of the things I I began to realize in Scripture is God is a God of process. God is a God of progress is because Jesus came as an embryo. He didn't come as a man. Even the Son of Man is subject to process. He came as an embryo. He began in the unseen. And then all of a sudden, we see what happened. And so, friend, I want to encourage you today. What is God producing in your life? What can we learn in this season that obviously begins in the unseen, that is not evident to all and sometimes is not evident to us? But I want to encourage you. He who has began a good work is faithful to complete it. And so if you're finding yourself in a place right now where you're unsure about what God is doing, I want to tell you something right now. There's more going on in the unseen than what you can see. That God is producing something. If you feel your your marriage, your business, your ministry, your very identity has been tested right now, friend, you're in good company because the testing of your faith, the testing of all them things produces something. And one of the things I've realized in my life, what he produces in me is not just for me, it's for others. Other people get to partake of that fruit that he's developing in my life. And so friend, as we come to a close this morning, I want to encourage you that there is a producing that's happening, that God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for progress. He's not looking for you to arrive. He's looking for you to take a journey in what you can learn in this season. Is it rest? Is it trust? Is it a place of devotion? Whatever it is, let our hearts become the seedbed so that we can become a people who go on the journey in God and learn the gift of progress. Learn the gift of progress and so that we don't live by the measuring stick of perfection. Let me pray for you this morning. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for what you're producing in our life. Father, I pray right now, every person watching me in the sound of my voice, that you would bring such a reality of the process. God, that you would take the timeline of disappointment off them and you would bring a trust line of hope, that you would bring a trust line of faith, that we know, God, that you are working something on our behalf, that, Lord, we can trust you in this season and water the seed of our hearts with trust in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for what you're doing. And Father, right now, I just pray for, Lord, this incredible church. Father, I pray that you would begin to cause even shoots to come forth right now. And friend, I want to prophesy that God is cultivating something powerful amongst you. And this is what I saw. I saw literally... 
um, like a quadrant of fields and it was like four fields and I felt like the Lord is doing four things amongst you and I felt like God was going to give you a field of rest I felt like there was a field that that you felt is unbear or is unfruitful in this season and you're like God this was a field that was so powerfully productive and it's almost like it's gone to nothing well friend it's the process of redemption and rejuvenation and we find this in in agriculture that a field was was harvested for a certain amount of time and then it was given a certain period of rest and I feel like I'm confirming something right now that there is a field amongst you that God is putting to rest right now that it's not door it's not inactive that it's it's not dead it's just dormant because it's rejuvenating for the next season and I want to encourage you right now whatever is in that field is at rest and I want to encourage you that there's actually going to be a season that you're going to know in your church and you're going to know in your people it's going to be a season of rest and out of that rest incredible fruit and incredible harvest is going to come and so friends the invitation to allow that part of the quadrant to rest, I truly believe is something that is so key and is so powerful in this time. And so this is gonna be marked by fours. It's gonna be marked by, and this is what I see, three plus one, three plus one. And it's gonna be an activity of three, a rest of one, an activity of three and a rest of one. And so I wanna bless you with that right now in Jesus' name. Friends, thank you for listening this morning and God bless you.